Hey, this is Ash Cash, and we are back with another exciting episode of the Ash Cash Show. You know, this episode is important because I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there who have a lot of great ideas, and even if you're not an entrepreneur, and you're just someone who your brain works, and you're like, oh, this is a great idea, this will make a great business, this could be something, or whatever the case may be, people don't understand how do you protect your intellectual property, and so we talk to attorney, entertainment attorney, Miss Crystal Johnson, who is going to give us all of the information that we need in order for us to protect our assets. We talk about intellectual property. Ash Cash, let's do it. I ain't talking about rich. I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talks. So talk money. Ash cash show. 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 Ash cash show. Ash cash show. Ash cash show. Ash cash show. are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. All right, so welcome, welcome to the Ash Cash Show. I am so excited for our guest that we have today. We have Crystal Johnson, ESQ, and she is the founder of Crystal Clarity LLC, a legal and business affairs services company that focuses on the needs of startups small businesses and creative agencies, as well as build and execute strategic partnerships. Through Crystal Clarity, Ms. Johnson has advised many entrepreneurs, influencers, production companies, and major brands in regards to intellectual property, contractual, entertainment, and digital media matters. Currently, she resides in Los Angeles, California, but she works with clients across the country building brands, and securing intellectual property assets, a.k.a. securing the real bag. And we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to learn more about Crystal today. But if you want to learn more about her services, make sure you go to crystalclarity.com. Ms. Crystal Johnson, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you so much um, for being our guest today. Um, this, this is a special episode for me. Because normally I'm interviewing people that I know, but people that, uh, you know, that, that I, I might be acquainted with. But, like, you're actually my attorney. Like, you, you've actually saved my, my assets. We've been through, we've been through some things. We have been. You've literally saved my assets on many occasions. Um, and so I, I thought it was important because I think that uh, when, it, when it comes to entrepreneurs, especially people who are just starting out, um, there's this saying, and, and fast shout to Drake. Uh, I first heard it to Drake where he was like, you know, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. And so I used to, I used to, I used to move that way. I'm like, yo, I'm asking for forgiveness, not for permission. But when I met Crystal Johnson, all that ceased, <laughs> right? Because, because you can't, you know, when, when you're starting out a business, you can't really go that route. So I want to jump into that. But before we even start there, right, okay. you know, I, I read your bio, um, but I want to hear from you, from your words, who is Crystal Johnson? 
So Crystal Johnson is the oldest of three. I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, I did all my schooling in North Carolina, went to UNC Charlotte um, with a marketing degree, then stayed in North Carolina and went to North Carolina Central, um, which is one of the few HBCU law schools, which is something I'm very proud of. Um, and when I was there, I really realized that one, I was ready to get out of the South and two, that I wanted to do entertainment law. So I really started to work towards how can I get to either New York or LA. Um, New York was just easier because it was on the East Coast. It was a flight away or a mega bus ride or Amtrak, whichever one I could get on um, on that law school budget. So I was, you know, making those moves and hustling and making contacts and making relationships in the industry. And I really started to become interested in entrepreneurship, uh, entertainment, and seeing how entertainers were also business owners, how they had intellectual property assets, they were doing endorsement deals. So that was kind of what drove me to um, being in law. What is interesting is I actually went to law school to avoid the recession. So I graduated with a marketing degree with all plans of being like, you know, I'm going to go and be a high powered marketing exec. And all the banks were like, we're not hiring people because we have no money. So um, I was working at the U.S. attorney's office at the time as a student clerk. And one of the attorneys was like, I mean, you're smart. I mean, I went to law school, so I literally went to law school to avoid the recession, wow. not thinking about how hard it would be, not thinking about how much it would cost, right. but I did it because I just figured, you know, why not? Um, and I'm thankful that that happened because it just really has opened so many doors. I've had such great clients who yeah. challenged me to grow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Absolutely. Them late night calls, man. Right. Those man, late man, night, man. Yep. I moved late, early morning calls, like, hey, yes. I think we might have did something. Um, So, yeah, so we've gotten that. Um, And then I was in New York for five years. So when I went to New York, I worked with The Source magazine um, and under some tutelage of amazing attorneys and really vets in the game who have made major deals and secured assets and just really understanding the importance of intellectual property. So while I was there, I did a lot of that. But then I started to realize that LA was really where I could really grow my business when it came to production companies and startups um, because everyone's kind of out here and I can avoid the snow. Right. Trains. Right, right, so, right. you know, I was like, I, I can catch a flight to JFK, but I can live in Los Angeles. So yeah. that's how I ended up here. And um, yeah, that's me. No, I love it. I love it. And so I know from my experience, and, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, law seems to be like a male dominated industry. Um, and so is, is that true? And how have you been able to maneuver as a non-male, right, in, in mm-hmm. you know, practicing law? I think, well, as a, not only as a female, but also a black female, it's right, like, right, oh, right. yeah. So I, 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 forgot, I forgot that part, too. Absolutely. That part just adds on to the game. Yes, I, yes. I think we've seen this even in our dealings. I'm very strategic in how I handle things. Yep. So even when you're like, oh, well, what should we do? I'm like, well, let's, like, let's play, map it out yep. because I like to have a plan. So I think walking into a meeting, and a lot of it is um, insecurities that we as women have walking into rooms full of yep. men. Like, are they going to think I'm crazy? Are they going to think I'm soft? Am I going too hard? Yep. So a lot of times for me, it's important to have a strategy. And when I walk into something, I know this is one of the situations we dealt with. I remember the attorney who was a very high-powered attorney. Yep. Sent me a an white email. man, I'm going to say it. He a was a high-powered white man. Yep, yep, and he yep. sent me an email afterwards, and he was like, I was so impressed by how yep. you handled this. Yep. And yep. 
that honestly not not to cut you off but not for nothing though when 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 we first started though they would would kind of play with us like like they ain't know like they ain't know we had this melanin magic and i'm not even gonna take credit for it It was really you like they really tried to play with us in the beginning and 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 their tone was really borderline disrespectful what they were asking for was i mean not even what they were asking was like but 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 yeah towards the end like getting those yeah so taking that strategic approach um and learning how to really remove my emotions from things so which is hard because you have you need emotions in your personal life so for me it's always a balance because Uh as a woman i want to be able to be emotional i want to be empathetic and i have that but then also i realize that sometimes those emotions will lead my decisions when i'm in the business so i have to know how to compartmentalize and then when i get those emails like wow you handled this really well right, even right. though i'm like duh i know i did right 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 it was like a pat on the back you recognizing my my magic you know like you know yeah. you saw what i did there yes. so i appreciate it but yeah. it's it's not easy it's not okay. easy at all and and then so that so that's one side of it mm-hmm. but then the other side too is that you're in entertainment where that's male heavy as well and you know in this in this environment of like the me too's and the high power executives and things of that nature um talk about that side like how do you you know how do you maneuver that how do you kind of help draw that line and you know give them the don't play with me face or like what you know <laughs> uh, you just start laughing like yeah, 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 yeah. um so for me i actually have a very interesting story because i entered the entertainment industry when it was still kind of hot from cds but it was starting to really go towards digital so the money and the budget was kind of there but you still had that like it wasn't a struggle so it was a part of entertainment where it was just everybody was just trying to get it how they live but then there was a part right before that where it was people were still doing pretty good um so i've seen the very lax behavior of people when they don't have to worry about finances specifically men um and they can be a little bit more forward especially when i was in law school um i was was an intern at an entertainment company mm-hmm. and it was just interesting to me to see how things would go towards me as a female versus how it would go towards like the guy who sold tickets for the for the for the company I'm like wow. oh you wow. like he's getting a respect you're yeah. asking me do I need to ride home like yeah. now nah, I'm good like yeah. 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 I, yeah. I can handle that so right. Right. Um, I think that for me especially I give my interns, you've, you've worked with my lovely interns. I always yeah. tell them, like, yeah. approach every situation in those moments with the clarity of who you are mm-hmm. and what's going on. Like, be aware of the room. Yeah. So, yeah. it's in, as a woman, I might laugh at your joke and you might think, oh, she's giving, you know, giving me the green light. Yeah. And I'm not going to shut you down in that way, but I can redirect that. So, I might have to be like, okay, so let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, so, in the industry, when I started, it was a lot of redirecting. And then it went to everybody was just trying to survive. So kind of calm down. And then during those periods where it was people surviving, it was a lot of quiet things happening. And I, I saw those things too. Um, and being a lawyer, you know, luckily no one really wants to mess with the lawyer right. that way. Right. That's true. Unfortunately, when you're the black cute lawyer, they don't know you the lawyer until it's like, oh, she's, she, that's the lawyer. Right, right, <laughs> so right. I can get a room and they'll like, you know, come and say something crazy. And they're like, oh yeah, she's the attorney. And it's like, Oh, oh. <laughs> right, 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 right. Really? And then now they want to know my history. Now yeah. they want to know my background and stuff. So it's interesting yeah. to see that. But now with this Me Too movement, I definitely have seen 
um, I've seen it increase, actually. Um, I think in certain areas, you see people have become more brazen. But then people, because at this point you've been doing it for so long, it's hard to cut those habits right, off. Right. And the people who get caught, a lot of them, that's not surprises to us. We've seen it in a while, for, you know, for a while now. But I think as long as, and not to, of course, discredit any victim or anyone, because there's a horrible incident if it ever happens. But I think to really be proactive as women, we have to focus on how we handle situations. Um, you know, reporting it if it happens, but also making sure that we're in situations and in um, environments where we're being very careful about what we're putting out there and not using our femininity as a gateway to get what we want. Um, Because it's very easy. Like I can wear the right dress and know that I could probably get a yes, but is that dress going to also lead to a conversation about drinks afterwards that I might not be interested in? So it's really, once again, back to the balance. Mm -hmm. No, I got it, got it, got it. And then so as a lawyer, as a black lawyer, as a black female lawyer in the entertainment, right? You got to keep you uh, in the entertainment business, right? Um, what would you say has been um, your biggest obstacle, but then also what has been the most rewarding part of what you do? Ooh. Um, the biggest obstacle is probably the entrepreneurship task. Mm-hmm. So I know when people are like, oh, you know, you're your own boss. Listen, when Drake said, what do you say? Uh, they asked for the boss, so you, they sent me. Like, right. yeah, you're right. They have You always have to show up. Yeah. Like, yo, they sent me. I'm the one who has to deal with it. So it's a challenge every day. Like, you know, you deal with everything from HR matters to IT to budget. You're doing it all. So that is definitely a challenge, but it's something that's rewarding because at the end of the day, I know that I am in control of it. Mm-hmm. And with God's help, it's all going to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, the most rewarding is when my clients get that win. So when we get those, you know, we set a goal and we have that strategy call and it's like, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Whether it be, um, working out a deal, making, you know, a contract work or even securing a trademark. It's always to me about seeing that final certificate, that final deal to say, okay, this was what, what was worth, you know, those nights or when I'm in the grocery store thinking about how I can change or how I can strategize this, like that makes it all worth it at the end to see it. Nice. Nice, nice. All right, so now let, let, let's, talk, let's talk about the entrepreneur, right? Because a lot of people who listen to this show uh, are entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and small business folks. Um, and I know that um, a lot of there, there's conflicting advice, you know, um, and, and we can rewind back to what I was saying about, um, you know, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on protecting intellectual property? At what point does an entrepreneur uh, you know, at what point should they start protecting their 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 intellectual property? Because I know, you know, there's always been um, uh, advice given to me. I know, you know, early as an entrepreneur where they're like, oh, you know what? Don't, you know, you don't have to trademark this or you don't have to copyright mm-hmm. this. You know, wait till you make some money or, you know, oh, you know, you you, you, you got a book out, you know, with, with that name on it already, you know, so, so you don't have to worry about it. Like, yeah, talk, yeah. talk to us about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's something that I deal with often. I think that people, you know, ignorance is not a defense to the law. Um, and unfortunately it can be ignorance and I'm not going to ask at all, or it's a, oh, well, somebody told me, you know, I heard that if I email myself this, then it's copyrighted. No, that's not how it works. Um, so it's definitely, I can't mail myself something. Does that work? Those days, I mean, those days are over. Like it's really, it's really about getting into the most 
protected and most secure position for your business. I always tell people, I've told you this before, why build something and give an opportunity for someone to break it down? Like you build this great empire, you build this great brand. And then you're like, well, here's the back door. If you want to break in and burn it down, feel free. There's opportunities for um, opposition to come in this internet age, actually, because there's so much content being created. There's so much products. There's so many items that are being developed. So it's really important for an entrepreneur, one, to sit down with either an attorney or someone who at least is a business strategist who can tell you like, hey, this is the way to go. These are the benefits. I mean, the tax code just changed and it affected almost everybody I know this year in some way, whether good or bad. Those changes happen regularly the courts are always making decisions there's always a change in a regulation so it's important for entrepreneurs to really start right so that you can then if when you're going on the you know track and if something happens you can make an adjustment as you go yep. i was listening to someone and they were saying how if a boat is off by one like one whatever the measurement is mm-hmm. it initially it doesn't seem like a bad thing but the more they travel the farther you get from the place that you're trying to go so i think that that's where entrepreneurs mess up we start off with like oh it's one small thing but i'm gonna keep going this way before you know it slowly but surely your trademark's not done and there's somebody who has your trademark and then you write a book and you share it with somebody without an nda early on and they steal the idea yeah. and then you do all these other things and before you know it you're calling me and you're like can we fix it right, right. and then and then you don't want to pay for it because right. it's like why would i have to pay all of this yeah. now yeah. it's a small investment up front to protect the future yeah. And, and, and I love, I love that you say that because I think that, you know, even from a mindset perspective, I think that um, when I think of uh, about the thought process of, you know what, let me wait until this thing becomes successful in mm-hmm. order to protect it. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the thing that you're doing? Right. Subconsciously, do you even really believe in you what believe. you're doing? Right. Right. Because if you believed in it, you would say, no, this is a dope idea. Let me make sure I protect this thing before somebody ups and snatches it, you know? Right, and the, and the trademark office actually thinks about that. So they have an application called the 1B filing, and that filing says, I intend to use it. I'm not even using it yet. And I yeah. tell people, like, the best way to file an application is to either, one, have immediate plans to use it. Like you say, like, oh, this is a great idea. I'm going to jump on it, but I want to protect it. Or you have evidence that you've proven that you've used it. Mm-hmm. But to hold it and say, oh, well, I'm going to build it, then all you're doing is giving a person the opportunity, like, I can't say who it is and yeah, I can't yeah, say yeah. what production company it is, yeah. but I know that there is a, his, I mean, a huge company that yeah. doesn't own their trademark because wow. they were like, well, we'll wait for, um, for it to pop. Yeah. And it popped. Yeah. And somebody was like, all right, bet I'm a trademark that. Wow. And for the last 2019, 19 years, they have been trying to get their trademark from this person. Wow. And that person made a $200 investment and filed a trademark with, well, it was more than 200 with the legal fees, but, you know, filed a USPTO record situation. And Whew. and it's funny because, I, you know, so it's two, two things I, I recently heard. So um, I forget because 50, you know, fast out to 50, 50 is always arguing with somebody. And so I remember somebody is dissing 50. It was a female who was mm-hmm. dissing 50 Cent and created this slogan, mm-hmm. um, dissing him. And started making music, and so Fifty went and trademarked the slogan. Why not? And, and he, he trademarked the slogan, so now she's out here dissing him, and she can't even make money off of what she. 
Yo, it's crazy. Listen, before LeBron stepped into LA, yep. somebody had already filed LA Bron. Like when wow. it was speculated that he was going to do it. Now they're not going to be able to get it because of some other issues, yep. but that shows you how people are out here. And wow. it's not, oh, they're dirty. No, they're being business uh, businessmen and businesswomen. Yeah. I know I saw that um, Cardi B, there was it. Yeah. Um, and like, oh, well, how she's going to, how's she going to do this? Yeah. They're making money off of it. When exactly. she, like, if she was right, when she goes to Ellen, when yep. she goes to any other major publication, they're like, can you say it? Right. Pepsi, Pepsi paid her a nice coin. Nice. To say that in their commercial, why won't she protect it? So, right. and a trademark is not only your brand name, it's not just your logo. My sorority, mm -hmm. the illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha, we oh. actually have our, our sensory. So we have the sound, our call is actually trademark. Wow. Anything that is identifiable to you and your brand, you can protect. Why wouldn't you? Right, right. So it's right. like, you know, if you, if you don't want to put your address online you protect that if you don't want to put a picture of somebody who's really close to you you want to keep that private you protect that if you want to build a brand and expose it to the world you should protect that as well right, and you right. should just have that same perspective of i don't want this to be you know tampered with wow and so and so talk, talk to me a little bit right because a lot a lot of the reasons why uh i think entrepreneurs don't uh protect their their assets maybe one they don't know right but then also i i think i think it's a money thing i think that uh you know when you hear lawyer you're like whoa hold on right i gotta make thousands of dollars i gotta be you know i gotta really be raking in the dough in order to afford a lawyer um and that may be what's scaring them and so is is the process expensive like it depends right it depends on like everything else who you go to where you are i know for me i understand that i work with small businesses so i provide installment plans because i'm like listen i recognize like it's this is an investment and i've seen that it's easier to make installments mm -hmm. when you're like at least i feel like i'm moving towards something than demanding the money up front when you demand like attorneys usually will say hey i need all of my money up front to get this done then you feel like oh i have to I have to get up i have to do this and then april 15th comes you got to pay those taxes or something happens with your car and you got to fix that so if i give you an installment option it helps you to work towards a goal yep. and the then when you have it, it makes it even more of a thing where, oh, I've actually earned it and I've put money aside. So you see yourself. I think for me, even as an entrepreneur, there's certain expenses that come up and I'm like, ooh, yep. got a budget for that. Yep. Got yep. <laughs> to take a little bit to the side. So I think that's where um, entrepreneurs really need to understand like that investment is important. So I think it's actually... Yeah, it was 50 Cent, who's he, the trademark. Like he, he has it, right? Yep. But the girl now, she can't... What, what can you do? Right. Like, you can, you can try to fight them for it, but it's very hard to go through the process afterwards. Yep. It's much it's much harder to do the afterwork when you can just protect it before. Protect it. There are some of our favorite performers, yep. artists, who will not protect their names. They're like, ah, oh, it's mine. I'm performing around the world. Yeah, until somebody puts your name on a T-shirt and starts right. selling it. Right, right, and and, and it, it is it's great that that it, you said you said it too. Uh, you refer to the cost as an investment, right? Because that's what exactly what it is. And I want you know anybody listening to understand that that's exactly what it is. It's an investment. It's an investment in you. It's an investment in your business. It's an investment in what you know you're you're putting your blood, sweat, and tears at. Like like literally, the business that you're building is like like I mean. As I speak to you right now, I probably had two hours of sleep. I'm 
I'm probably gonna gonna try to knock out and do a, a power mm-hmm. nap after this after this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like dead tired. But that's the cost of being an entrepreneur. So imagine, you know, being an entrepreneur and putting all this work in towards your brand. And mm-hmm. then again, and the cost is not that expensive, but you know, because of the cost of protecting your brand, you, you know, you you kind of lose it or you have to, you know, rebrand. Like it's more expensive to rebrand and to do all these other things than to protect it up front. Yeah, it is. And I, that's the other thing when it comes to like the investment of it. It's an investment, but it's property. So what entrepreneurs have to understand is you might not have a brick and mortar. You may not have a place where you can actually say, this is my real estate. This might not be anything else, but this is an asset. Intellectual property is property. It is something that you can own. It is something that you can license to other companies. So in the same way we have pride in opening a store or opening a business and saying, this is ours. When you have that certificate, Certificate, it is the exact same paper as a deed to say, I own this intellectual property. This is my property. You can lease it, but you can't have it unless I give it to you. So if we don't really have that understanding of ownership, which we're so proud to say, like, oh, I'm into ownership. Well, then own your brand. If you want to own it, own your brand fully outright, there is an easy way to do it. And it's called the trademark process. Register your trademark and then take it from there. Man, no, I love it. I love it because I think that, um, especially today, because you because you mentioned something about uh, you know brick and mortar, right? Like, you know, ten years ago, it was more difficult to start a business, but now where <laughs> something could go viral like this tomorrow, right. right? And so, you know, when you had a brick and mortar, you you needed like lead time in order for mm-hmm. it to pop off and to get hot, but you could literally. Um, put out a saying do a you know like what's a fortnight like the like fortnight was stealing all these these dances right. that these people didn't have trademarks and they was using the name they weren't, the they weren't copywritten yeah they weren't there was nothing protecting it so it's yeah. it's crazy even one thing people say like the first thing i hear when i get on a call for a consultation with a trademark is well i own the url so i own the name right that's not the same. You can own the URL. No. So owning the URL is owning that prop. Once again, it's the ownership mentality. Yeah. Owning that URL means you own that property on the internet. Mm. But that does not mean that you own that trademark in commerce and in the marketplace. That means that you have proof that you intend to use it. Mm-hmm. But in order to actually own it, that that's not the place to own the brand. Like that's like that's even that's that's equivalent to saying, well. I own a building. I own that building. So JC Penney's owns that building as a real estate developer. Right. No, JC Penney's is a store. Right. They use that building to sell merchandise. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to understand that a URL is a place to use your trademark. The only way to protect your trademark is to actually have that protected. That URL is not going to be a protection. It's just a landing space for people to access that brand that needs to be protected. So a lot of people get confused by thinking, oh, well, I own it. You do own it. For the sake of going back to the trademark, everything always goes back to your brand. Mm -hmm. And entrepreneurs now, like like you said, it's not hard. We can come up with something. You can get inspired and think about how much inspiration Mm -hmm. there is on the internet. Let's just call it that. It's inspiration. So you see somebody else, it's like, oh, I can do that. One thing that another, well, another thing people don't think about is that trademark law is not really about um, the conflict of, oh, this this person took my trademark and it looks just alike. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you know, your shirt says no God, no peace. Oh, well, they took that and it's the exact same thing. No, the issue 
is when a person takes something that looks similar. So if somebody was to take that same shirt, I don't know what it says at the bottom, but if it was nope. like, no. This is dope, right? Oh, nope. See, I look. love it. Amen. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. Oh. So right. So if it was to say, no God, no rest, right. peace and rest are synonymous. Mm. So the trademark office could say, mm, if, if you've been building the brand for no God, no rest, and mm. somebody trademarks no God, no peace, Mm-hmm. Then I can guarantee you, your application is going to be denied because it's wow. not about an exact conflict. Yep. It's about the likelihood of confusion. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand that. So that's where this inspiration and the comparison on trade, I mean, trademark applications comes in yep. because we're inspired on Instagram and on the internet. And like, oh, I can, you know, I can give it a twist. Yep. And when you twist it, it's going to look something like it, but not all the way. So it's really important that we know it's about that likelihood of confusion. So if somebody can change your mark a little bit Mm -hmm. and profit off of it and protect it before you do, then you're in trouble. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. And, and I, and and I, and I thank God for you because I, you know, trust me, like, uh, like I said, I was one of those people that was like, you know what, you know, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. But then, but then even beyond that, you know, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like Ash Cash, like I was like, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got books, you know, so people know me as Ash Cash, but Crystal was like, nah, Ash, you need to, you need, you need, you need to lock that down. You need to protect it. So, so I love it. All right. And so, so talk to us a little bit more about um, your company. So it, it's not just trademarking. Um, you know, protecting intellectual property. You are a business strategist and, you know, talk to us about that part of your business. So what I do is legal and business affairs. So every small business at some point, like you said before, they need an attorney, but sometimes you don't have the budget for an attorney or you need somebody to come in and help with those business affairs, those licensing that make sure you have insurance, making sure that you have your NDAs, your independent contractor agreements, all those things that you need, but you might not have an attorney or the budget for an attorney at the time. So what my business does, we work with small businesses. And also mid-sized businesses that may say, we need someone, we just don't have the money for it now. My prices are on tiered packages based off of your size of your business, based off your needs, based off the time it's going to take. So when we work with a small business that's just getting started, they may say, trying to decide if I want to do a corporation or LLC, what's the benefits? I want to figure out which state to form this in. Okay, we can handle that. Um, Then they may say, oh, we're we're going to start working with contractors. What do I need to do? We help you have those independent contractors. I think, like you said before, with attorneys, the concept of contracts, papering any deals, we start getting really nervous, especially as entrepreneurs in this industry, because we're like, oh, well, I can go on the internet and find an agreement and just kind of doctor it up. It's not the same. Like we really have to have specific contracts just for your needs. Like if somebody was to take your order at McDonald's and they were like, well, the person in front of you said they didn't mind baking. So we're just going to throw it on yours too. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing as going on some of these websites and pulling a contract and feeling like, oh, I can just doctor it up. But what you don't know is that in there, there's certain language that doesn't apply to you. So your contracts need to really be specific to your company needs. That's what we do. When it comes to companies that are growing, Maybe they're looking for rental leases, things of that nature. We just help them through the process and providing that legal and business strategy that they need in order to move forward and to protect their assets, protect their ideas, and also to grow in a way where they're not going to have to come back later and fix anything else that was done wrong or maybe done 
with the hope of asking for permission later <laughs> or forgiveness later, but just kind of going through it in a proactive way. And also just doing your due diligence. So there's certain states have certain requirements that other states don't. Um, and just doing that research, really understanding it and being an advocate for you. Um, if you have someone worrying about your business for you and having someone handling your business and your legal affairs, you can worry about sales. My clients who have someone have me working on their business stuff, they can be more creative. So when you have a business and legal affairs strategist in your business, in your team, then you can focus on those things that really make you money and stop worrying about how you might lose money because you're not doing the business side right. No, absolutely. And, and I love that. And so, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast, you know, it's mind right, money right, mind right, life right, mind right, everything. And so in order to win, you have to prepare to win, you have to expect to win. And so that mindset of, you know what, I'm going to wait to see is a failing mindset. It's a mindset yeah. that is not going to get you what you want, because you are already going out, you're, 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 you're starting off thinking about losing and you know in order to win you gotta you gotta make sure that you win and so make sure i'm telling you if you're listening to this and you are a business owner uh you have an idea anything that it that you can sell you need to protect it you need to visit i'm gonna i'm gonna share my attorney with you you need to visit crystal johnson go to crystalclarity.com that's k-r-y-s-t-a-l K-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot com. I, you know, normally I, I let I let my my guests say where, you know, where uh, people can find you. And, and I'll let you give you an opportunity to do that. But I want people to understand how serious this is, that if you are putting all this work in, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that it's protected. You want to mm -hmm. make sure that you are setting yourself up for success. Because at in the event, right, you start your business and you know, tomorrow Oprah tweets your business and somebody goes and finds out that it's not trademark and they trademark it, they will reap the benefits off of your hard work. Absolutely. I mean, your brand, protecting your brand is the cheapest real estate property. Or no, let me take that back. Protecting your brand is the cheapest investment property that you will ever be able to buy. Yep. So when you want to invest in property, you think about the investment. Oh, this could become a parking lot or a shopping mall. Think about your brand. When you invest in your brand, it's a very small investment compared to land and any other form of property. But it is a brand that you can say, well, if this does not work out, I can license this to Oprah. Mm. I can license this idea because I know it's a great idea. So it's about having that ownership. And sometimes if you're not in a position to buy a house. Mm. You might not be in a position to buy land. But if you have a mind that's creative enough to create ideas and to create actual profitable advancements when it comes to intellectual property, that's books, that's brand logos, images, pictures, movements, dances, plays, everything. If you can create something, and you can protect it, that is the ownership that may be able to lead to you owning property. But it's going to really lend yourself, I mean, it's going to really take you lending yourself to the investment process mm -hmm. and knowing that this is a part of the owning. Mm -hmm. this, uh, this is a part of owning it. Right. Like the same, like you said, the, the time that you don't sleep, yep. the time that you miss family events or social events, those are all time investments. This small investment is a financial investment that goes towards your trademark. And when you put all of that together, how can you lose? Mm, that's it. Winning mindset only. 
All right, Miss Crystal Johnson, what, what's, what's next? What's next? Like, what, what, you know, what's next what's with Crystal next? Johnson? So with that, Crystal Clarity has recently been certified as a women's own business, which is something Woo! very excited about. Yes. So we will be working with a lot more brands, um, helping them when it comes to strategic partnership deals. Um, one of my passions beyond working with small businesses is also helping brands to create strategic partnership deals, that's endorsement deals, sponsorship deals um, with people of color and also pushing that diversity from the inside out. So working with them as a contractor and working with them as a supplier to help them to identify um, great talent, but also working with more companies. We are definitely open to great ideas, great businesses, um, partnerships when it comes to working with them in the capacity of providing legal and business affairs services. Um, yes, it's Crystal with a K, Clarity with a K, and you can find all the social media handles on the page. And actually, I think I, we did talk about this. Um, for your guests and your followers, we're definitely going to offer a special deal for nice. um, their initial consultations as well as for trademark packages um, and you know getting started. So if you're interested, definitely reach out. The email is info at crystalclarity.com. That's info at K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-K-L-A-R-I-T-Y. Uh, I'm going to need you to put that in the bio just a bit. Yeah. But yes, so um, all of that is there, and we will definitely be providing a deal. Just let us know that Ash sent you, and we will make sure you're taken care of. Uh-oh, so listen, so listen, listen, guys. Make sure, make sure, make sure you hit her up. Info at crystalclarity.com. She is, she's very, she's a humble soul, but she's very connected. She's very experienced. I promise you, like we, you know, I, I, we can't give you specifics, but I we promise you, we, we, we banged with the big, with the big dogs. Right? Listen, we have stripes to know that we have yeah. made it. Yeah. And I think, I think one last thing. Yeah, yeah, we, right. And I think that's one last thing. I think with, yeah. um, I, with intellectual property, specifically with those who are creating books and our music and like, you know, merchandise and things, you have to recognize how much of an influence our culture is. Yes. Yes. And how we even influence each other. Uh -huh. um, so if we're not protecting our ideas and if we're not being conscious about the decisions we're making, we're really leaving ourselves vulnerable to be violated when it comes to our rights, when it comes to our ideas, and also to sell ourselves short. Like you said before, you it's a winner's mentality. You know you got the idea. You know what you have is going to succeed. So it's really important for entrepreneurs to take that effort up front. Like think about it as if you are starting a brand new business that needs everything. And how can you do it? Talk to people, ask questions, do your research, and go for it. Nah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Crystal Johnson, a.k.a. Killer KJ. So back, back in the day, there used to be, you know, Kevin Johnson. We used to call him Killer KJ because yes, he had he the, listened. that's your new nickname because I'm telling you, don't, don't, don't let, don't let the pretty face and the smile fool you. She is a beast. And I mean that in the, the most nicest way I could say it, but she smile. Not, I'll smile. I'll she smile during it. She get busy. I'm telling y'all, she get busy. Make sure you email her info at crystalclarity.com. Visit her website, crystalclarity.com. Crystal, I appreciate you beyond words. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.